0: Hello, this is Chad Chancellor. Welcome to this week's Next Move Group, We Are Jobs Podcast. We are celebrating our ninth anniversary, and I just want to thank all of you out there listening to this, watching this on our YouTube channel, for believing in our mission way back when. Our mission's always been to help small to mid-sized companies and communities grow together, and so many of you believed in us along the way. So what we're going to do to celebrate starting year 10 year 10 is we are going to actually reinvigorate our podcast channel and YouTube channel by putting out free educational content ever Thursday. We used to do videos and shows every single Thursday free for the entire public. And then as our business has grown, we've gotten busy. So sometimes it's hard to do that, but we're going to redo that now since we're starting out into year 10. So every single Thursday, we're going to put out for you educational content. That's free on both the podcast channel and the YouTube channel. We've got about 120 videos we've done for our movement members. They get to access all our videos. So what we're going to do is play parts of those videos. you that's educational you'll get absolutely free educational content you won't get to hear all of it because that's five members only and they pay for that but you will get bits and pieces where you can learn along the way and you know both improve your community your organization and even have career tips in there for you so with that being said let's get our podcast and youtube going
1: Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. For the past 10-plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B and FDI365, have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. Our highly personalized services and best cost to quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year. What are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI, To learn more about our services, contact us today.
0: Welcome to part five of our five-part economic development staff training series. So this is the last part. Today, we're going to talk about the basics of reading financial statements of companies. What do you really want to look for? What's important? Then we're going to talk about offering financial incentives off of that. So we're purposely going to try to get through this fast today because accounting bores people. Talking finances boards people, we're not going to get into every little detail. This is not accounting one-on-one. We're going to try to show you what's really important for you to look at on each financial statement. So this is part five. So let's review what we've done. The first part of this series was really an introduction to economic development. What do all these acronyms mean? Why is all this important? Part two was keeping your community's inventory up to date. What do you need to know about your labor force, your workforce? We need to know about your utility, so on and so forth. Part three was understanding business retention and expansion. Part four was completing RFIs and marketing your town and hosting prospect visits. So why does this one come at number five? Well, you really typically don't get to look at a company's financial statements until they visited you. So until you get through those first few parts, you don't get to this stage of the game, if that makes any sense. But after you host a good prospect visit, you then typically will be told who the company is. And then you can actually, especially before you start negotiating incentives, they'll ask you for incentives we'll get into. You can ask them who they are, and you're going to want to do a financial diligence on them. Publicly traded companies, you can find their financials. Private ones, you can't, but you can still ask them for this. So let's get into the basics of reading a financial statement. So there's three different type financial statements that we're going to want to talk about. The balance sheet, the profit and loss statement, and the statement of cash flow. So what I'm going to do is show you really on each one what's important, what their purposes are, and what's important. If, if You're going to see hundreds of numbers on each one. So it's really important to understand what's the most important thing. So a balance sheet is where we will start. A balance sheet. Gives you a snapshot at any given point in time, you pick a date of what a company owns and what it owes. And so the difference in that is, you know, what equity they have, how much it's worth, not how much it's worth as far as somebody buying it, how much cash it has versus it owes, so what it owns versus it owes, if that makes any sense. And don't just think of it in cash. We're going to talk about assets, but I'm going to try to simplify this for you. So it's what it owns versus what it owes is what the balance sheet shows you. So you can pick this at any given day. I can run NextMove Group's balance sheet right now and see what do we own versus what do we owe. You can look at the last year. You can look at the last quarter. Whatever picture you want is going to give it to you on that day. So that's what a balance sheet is. So first thing you want to really understand. Let me move our picture, my picture over here so you can see this. So, first thing you want to understand is current assets. Current assets. So, that's going to be at the top of the balance sheet. So, let's just focus in this section right here at the top left for now. Current assets. What are these? These are assets that can be converted to cash within a year. So, it's cash in the bank, things such as this. Plus, accounts receivable. What are accounts receivable? That are are invoices that are outstanding that people owe for. So let's say the next move group does an executive search. Right now, we're doing one for Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Once they hire a person, they owe us money. So accounts receivable is I send them an invoice, but they hadn't paid us yet. They owe us that money. So that's considered an accounts receivable. And then inventory is also considered a current asset our business has no inventory, but if you're in manufacturing, retail, you have inventory to sell, that's considered a current asset. So assets that are current are things that that business is going to use in a year, can use within a year. It's not long-term. It's not long-term. It's not a plant they have bought where they just can't up and sell it whenever they get ready. See what I'm saying? That's considered a current asset. So if you move down the balance sheet, What is a non-current assets? These are assets that are expected to be held greater than one year. So things like property, plant, and equipment. Why does the difference matter? Well, the difference matters because current assets, this is the money that this company could get hold of if it needed. If it had to pay off a debt, if something hit like coronavirus and they were in real trouble, you know, you want to know the current, what do they have right now? Because the more they have, the less risky they are, the more chance they have to survive hard times. That's kind of how you want to think about that. The non-current assets, they're expected to hold more than a year. Property, manufacturing plants, equipment, so forth. So let's work our way down. The top of the balance sheet are assets, what the company owns. As you get into the middle, this is what they owe. So these are liabilities. So the first one is current liabilities. These liabilities will be paid in less than a year. Just how current assets they can get hold of in less than a year. These are liabilities that will be paid in less than a year. They're considered current. Let's say you have a note to somebody. You owe somebody something, but it's not payable for two years. That's not considered current. This is what I owe now. That's how you need to think about a current liability. So liabilities be paid less than a year plus accounts that they currently owe, accounts that are currently payable. What is accounts payable? That is when I owe somebody something. So let's say that uh, I pay somebody to build a a website for us and they finish. So now I owe them the money. Accounts payable is the day I owe it versus the day I send them the money. You know, maybe there's two, three weeks there that I don't send them the money because I'm not doing my books yet. That's typical in business. That's considered an accounts payable. So current liability is important because this is what they owe now. Later, I'm going to show you, you really want to know their current assets versus what they owe now. That way you can see how healthy they are, how risky they are. Could they get, could they pay all their debts off if they had to, to survive? Next are non-current liabilities, just like non-current assets. Non-current liabilities are liabilities that you don't have to pay for more than a year. That's what those are. So right down here is very important, total equity. I wish this was at the bottom of the balance sheet, it confuses me. I'll always be honest, this confuses me. I wish to goodness total equity was the very bottom dollar because the bottom dollar is how much you own, if that makes any sense. But what they do is add up your liabilities and equity at the bottom, I hate it. Right here's what you really wanna see, total equity. So what is this? This is the total assets of a company. So this one's just 15 million. Minus the total liabilities. So the total equity doesn't matter if it's current or non-current. See what I'm saying? So in our business, uh, we have a car that we own in the business. That car's not paid off for four more years. Doesn't matter in total equity. We own the car, we owe whatever. That's not our current situation. That's our total equity. So what you really want to know here is, first of all, you want this to be a positive number. If this is a negative number, you might not want to track this company or town. That would mean they owe more than they own. So total equity is probably uh, one of the top things you need to look for for health of a company. Is it positive? The bigger it is, the better. They own more than they owe. So most of the time in a financial statement, you'll see one year next to another. So this was 2018. This was 2019. So you'll see they gained about $2.5 million in equity from one year to the next, which of course is very, very good. So this is simply total assets minus total liabilities gives you your total equity. So to me, the most important ratio on a balance sheet is something called the current ratio. That's what it's called, the current ratio. So what is it? It is dividing the current assets, which you can find in the top left, the current assets divided by the current liabilities. What does this tell us? This tells us how much more assets we have currently than what we owe that we could get a hold of quickly within a year's time. See what I'm saying? Not a plan I got to sell, cash I can get a hold of. So this company's current assets are nine million, some change, almost almost 10 million. And they currently owe $4.2 That's what's owed right now. So if you divide those in two, this company's current ratio is 2.32. So they have 2.3 times more current assets than current liabilities. That's good. If you see this close to zero, if you see a negative number here, that means that this company currently does not have enough assets to pay all its current debts. Can they get themselves out of trouble? Sure. But as of right now, this moment in time, they're in trouble. That's what you want to know about the current ratio. Another important ratio to understand is something called the debt to equity ratio. Now, if I was only going to want to know one thing of the balance sheet, it would be the current ratio for me. This tells me how risky a company is to me. It's the first thing I look for. That along with the total equity, first thing I look for. But then you'd like to know the debt to equity ratio. So what that is, I've showed you where total equity is. It's this bottom, almost bottom dollar. I wished it was. But you want to divide the total liabilities of a company right here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the next move group. We are jobs podcast. The remaining portions of this episode is actually reserved for our movement members only. We've got about 250 communities, power companies and large counties who have joined our membership program called the movement and they get access not only to the rest of this show, but they also get to come to our Mardi Gras event with site selectors for free. We have live Q and a meetups. So we have a whole lot of interaction with our movement members. We'd love for you to join that. And again, you get the rest of this show, plus literally hundreds of others. We we put them out all the time. We've got videos in there from career tips for resumes to how to help your community grow to even Robert's rules of order. Uh, You can actually get a 50% off discount code since you've made it this far in this show by using the number nine. When you see a discount code area, put in nine, that'll be for our ninth anniversary and you get 50% off. To learn more about that, go to nextmoveondemand.com slash movement membership. You get over there, you can see a lot of the shows we've done, have a teetotal demo of it, nextmoveondemand.com slash movement membership. We got about 250 members. We'd love to have you. You can also find it if you go just to our main website, nextmovegroup.com. At the top, you'll see members only. Click that and then click learn more and you can learn about it there. Thank you so much.